Welcome to Helix Stories, presented by Helix Managed WordPress Hosting. Creativity, great design, and a positive outlook can shape our world in more ways than we can possibly imagine. Join us as we hear epic real-life stories of creative thinking, design, and positivity from inspiring humans. People just like you that make the world a better place in ways big and small every day. Now here's the host of Helix Stories, Drew Linsalata. From high atop the first floor of Helix World Headquarters in beautiful Rocky Point, New York, welcome to episode four of Helix Stories. Today we're going to talk to a truly inspiring human being who has an awesome story. But before we do that, we need to take about 45 seconds to uh, pay the bills and keep the lights on and allow us to eat. So I have to tell you that Helix Stories is sponsored, as always, by Helix Managed WordPress Hosting. If your website is running WordPress, then you need to host it with Helix. Are you running WordPress, Hill? I am. Switching to Helix is just insanely easy <laughs> because real-life humans will handle moving your site for you with zero downtime and zero hassle. Helix keeps you out of the technical part of WordPress. Do we like the technical part of WordPress, Hill? I absolutely despise it. Thank yeah, you. well, that's the good news. <laughs> Helix will keep you out of the technical part of WordPress. And Woo! Creating content and running your business. Well, how? Helix automatically handles updates, patches, backups, enhanced security, acceleration, and monitoring all while you sleep. That's amazing, right? Well, I just, you lost me because there's so much technobabble, but I'm, yes! Trust me, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's the scene, man. Yes. And to make things like 41% cooler when you host with Helix, you'll actually deal with the people who built it and own the company. Helix is a boutique host and we like it that way. So every customer is a big fish in a small pond. To learn more, head over to imhelix.com. That's I-A-M-H-E-L-I-X.com. And when signing up, use the discount code STORIES to get three free months of no obligation hosting. That's imhelix.com. We love new friends, so come check us out. My guest today, who you heard helped me out with the promotional stuff <laughs> and make it so much more entertaining, is the founder of J Hill Marketing and Creative Services, an agency specializing in premier copywriting, editing, and book editing for Fortune 500 brands and the 1% superstar entrepreneurs. She happens to be my editor, by the way. She is the best-selling author of Six Success, an entrepreneur's prescription for turning pain into purpose and profit, and an editor at The Good Men Project. She also contributes to Influensive, The Huffington Post, and The Mighty, among other large-scale publications. This lovely human being is also a podcaster at SickBiz Buzz and is the founder of SickBiz. What is SickBiz, you ask? An organization dedicated to providing support, resources, hacks, and hopes to entrepreneurs affected by chronic illness, pain, disability, and sickness. I'm happy to have with me, Miss Hillary Jastrom. Oh, oh, woo! That was amazing! Did I make you feel good? Like it, yes! I love very, very good, very good. That's, that's our goal here. So at the end, we'll tell everybody where to find you on social and all that stuff. So perfect, perfect. Let's get right into it. Oh, and you know what? I need to probably just set a timer or else we'll just talk for like an hour. So... <laughs> I forgot to do that. I don't have all my fancy gear that times it for me today. Okay, so, so let's talk a little bit about what you got going on. So first and foremost, I knew you first because I, I know you're a book editor and you're, you're, editing, you're, you're my editor. Which Yes, yes. So let's talk about how you got into the, let's give, give me the, the Reader's Digest version. How'd you wind up as a book editor? Okay, so I wrote- I don't know, I don't know many of those. So I, okay, so I wrote my first book when I was four years old. It was about a potato chip getting married. And- <laughs> Do we, can we find that book? <laughs> I have it. I bet you do. I have it. I am going to take a picture and upload it tonight. I will tag you in it. It's, it's amazing. I have to tell you, the plot is a little predictable, okay, but well, not bad. Full. Not it's bad. All right. It's all right. But, but really, this has been a passion, like all my life. I continued on in, 
you know, junior high, high school. I was a feature editor of the paper at the high school paper. Any job I ever had, they were like, please leave because you cannot do your poor job responsibilities and you keep trying to join the marketing team. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's just, in, it's ingrained in me. Um, I think I edited my first book in, I don't know, early 2000, probably. And then since then, I've done like 80 plus books, maybe 90 books at this point. And um, just started out as something in 2016 that started to find me a little bit more. And I really, so I have this marketing agency, J-Home mm -hmm. Marketing and Creative Services, my marketing agency. Right. And I did not have a niche or a division for book editing at that time. So when people started coming to me and coming to me and getting referred to me, and I thought, this would be totally stupid if I don't do something with this, if I, if I don't plan for it and, and work right. on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so you did. So I did. Absolutely. So do you, so have you ever, you, you've had other jobs which you were politely asked to leave. We'll just call it over enthusiasm. There's nothing wrong with that. So <laughs> have you pretty much always just worked on your own freelance that have been on your own for the most no, part? Oh, okay. No, I've only in earnest done this since January 1st, 2015, because in 2014, I got sick with transverse myelitis, which is a sister to multiple sclerosis. Wah, wah. No, <laughs> <laughs> such a crazy attitude about this whole situation. I love it. Well, you know what? It was what I needed. It's crazy because I was not mentally healthy at yeah. all. I had a, just an eating disorder that was ravaging me for decades. At one point, got down to 93 pounds. I'm trying to raise my kids. They're trying to impatient me with, with kids who are not that much older than my kids. And at that point, I was like, oh, okay, you know what, kiddo? You got to wake up. You yeah. got to get to work. You got to be there for your family. So- uh, I had a very traumatic childhood with abandonment that continued for decades as well. Both my parents, when they got divorced, like everybody just lost their freaking mind. Everybody was like, ah, we have no glue holding this family together. We must go to the farthest corners of the universe. And um, I was very angry. I was a 15-year-old. I was very angry. So I took it out in the way that a 15-year-old would. And I was never home. And I was like, party town. Yeah, but I, I was like, I was rageful. Had that eating disorder. I had kids young because I was like apparently trying to just create love myself. Like I will birth love, you know. And um, so lots of really just terrible decisions in there. Just really snap judgments. And yeah. so when I got sick, it was like pressing the reset button. And not everybody gets a chance to do that. Not everybody gets a chance to be pulled out of that nine to five, have the wherewithal and the resources. Thank God to be able to just be sick. I slept for 16 hours a day. I couldn't walk down the hallway without holding onto the wall or somebody or having a cane or something like that. Wow. Um, I had to use a wheelchair when walking long distances. I still do in the airport. And by the way, you want to fly with me because you will go through security so fast. And like, I just go through and just do the New Jersey bird salute as I go, you know? <laughs> we are onto something here. No matter where I go, I'm going through Minnesota. I'm on. telling you, <laughs> I am telling you, it is the craziest thing. I'll pick you up. Yeah, so um, I needed it. I needed, I needed this reset. Yeah. Um, the job I had prior, I was a marketing manager, did a ton of their content for, um, a large regional furniture company. They had like, I don't know, 25 some odd stores, varying brands and different demographics. And I, I really was getting my feet wet. It was great. I had gone back to college. And um, after being a terrible 
um, executive assistant. I was a terrible executive assistant. Oh no. <laughs> They'd be like, you know, um, this person is expecting you like in five minutes. And also it's across town. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no. That no. really wasn't your calling in life, I'm gonna say. <laughs> It was not my calling in life. And then like all these arrogant, like just older partners would just treat me like trash. And I'd be like, I'm better than you. You know, and then, like I just had this terrible attitude. It was awful. So I went to college, got this marketing job. I thought this was it. I was like, this is home. I've grown up. I know what I'm going to do. Right. And then I got sick. And, and I was devastated because I didn't choose it. I didn't choose the exit and there was no way. There right. was no way I could continue. So yeah. January 1st, 2015, after my short-term disability dried up, um, I was denied long-term disability because I had only been with the company. I, didn't, I, I wasn't with them long enough to achieve the vetting kind of length of time. You have to be there a certain period of time to qualify for it. I yep. missed it by 10 days. If I had gone to the doctor, 10 days later. Wow. Long-term disability. Yeah. To, yeah. To describe how incensed we all were, I can't even begin. It's like you'd have to bring in a cartoon of Bugs Bunny and like the the lava shooting out of his head or something. Yeah, I yeah. was like, is this are you crazy? But it was the best thing because it gave me no net at all. You know, I had no choice but to succeed. I was bringing in the majority of the funds for our family at the time because I was living with my fiance, now my husband, and I told him, you know, I have to pay for these kids. These aren't your kids. So I'm not going to stick you with that. And, you know, we're just, right. we're not doing that until we're, <laughs> until we're married, then I'll stick you with it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a good plan for everything. You have everything very well thought out. I I mean, right. Exactly. Just like <laughs> all of my life. So, um, so you I really. Had, I mean, you really took a bad situation and let's talk about how it turned into what I see today, what I see your business today. Oh my gosh. It's been phenomenal. So the first thing I did was take, I did not take no for an answer. And I joined a bunch of Facebook groups and I started just asking anybody, like I've never been shy. So I would just be like, Hey, how are you doing? I'm sick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> I'm sick. I want to work for you. How do we make this work? Like I'm approaching everybody like a used car salesman. Ah, come on. Let's dicker a little. What do we got going on? You yeah, slide yeah. a number to me. I'll slide one to you. We can do this. So, um, but I must have asked at least 250 people via email, all sorts of different avenues, recruiters, um, even just individual corporations placing for remote positions. Because I was like, the one thing I have known in my life, Drew, is how to work. Yeah. I know I can work and I know that I can provide. That yeah. is what I have learned from being a child of nothing. So from there, it just grew. And the other thing is like, I do what I say I'm going to do. And it's amazing when you take those two things of I'm going to have a multi-pronged reach out right. to, and then I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. It's amazing how that impacts your business. And so it just kept compounding. And today my business has run off about 70% referrals. So yeah, and it's, and it's fantastic. And I've grown that into, so when I was sick and getting started, I was like, well, there's no resources. I'm a chronically ill and I say disabled entrepreneur because I have some abilities that are not, you know, up to par. Right. I'm not officially disabled because I flunked that test for the state too. They said, what do you like to, <laughs> what do you like to do? 
And I said, I like to work and I like to think about work. And so <laughs> Is that was that the wrong answer? That was the wrong answer. Nerd buzzer. Right. Yeah, Apparently yeah. it was like I should have said, like, I love soap operas. I love bonbons and okay. I love avoiding life. Yes, I and love then, the sofa. Like Exactly. Right. Like I have a love affair with the sofa. Yeah. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, here's a paltry amount of money and some stigma. Good luck making it in the world. Here's a check and some stigma. There's a nice bucket of stigma. A bucket of stigma. Don't spill any on the way out, please. No, no. Wow. So they said, no, you're no boy, no to you. You got to go. And I was like, Boom, super great. Because then at some point I started um, realizing it wasn't you know, I was very, I'm a very logi logistical thinker. It's like income outcome. Okay. So what income is coming in and then we have to satisfy this outcome. Right. Right. And one day it, it just flipped and I went, it wasn't, what do I have to make? It's what can I make? And after that, all bets were off. Yeah. That was it. And I was feeling better because my disease, which is caused by long-term Lyme disease. We know that now. Huh. Um, five plus years later. We didn't yeah. know that at the time, <clears throat> but it also explains when I was sick earlier in 2012 and they couldn't, and I had similar symptoms and they couldn't find anything wrong with me. So I was like, oh, okay, well that was when that sucker must've bit me. So. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 So, um, but my disease, so what happens it with MS or lupus or really any autoimmune diseases you have what are called flares or exacerbations. Exacerbations are when, from a physiological standpoint, things are worse. There's been worsening in um, lesions, for yeah. example. So I have one lesion in my spinal cord, which is located in the worst place if you were going to be like, I'm going to pick the worst place, that's where it is because it controls upper and lower extremities. Yeah. And it hits right on a very big bundle of nerves. So, it, you know, and I used to be like, well, I just have one lesion. I know people who have over 50 wow. or whose lesions are, they can't even count them, but that doesn't even matter. It's where it's located. So in any regard, you go through the initial, like you're sick, the lesion is fresh, it hasn't started healing and growing new myelin sheathing. And so you're, you're floored. Like you're, you're so exhausted, you're shaking because yeah, you can't even, it, if you've ever laid down and then wanted to lay down while you were laying down, that is the level of exhaustion. I was like, am I even laying down? I'm doing this wrong. This is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to lay down from laying down. That's impressive. Yes, it, and so, but during all of this, no resources no place to go. Right. And I'm vetting the credibility of people, of organizations, of whatever. And I'm like, why is there not a centralized place to go? Um, and then doing further research, we now know, and I think this is according to the CDC, and I feel like it's 2016 data, 60% um, of people have more than one chronic illness, more than one, 60%. Really? That's yes. a huge high number. I would huge. never expect that number. No, no, nobody does. Right. Nobody does. And people are like, well, maybe 30% of people are chronically ill, blah, 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 whatever. So I created SickBiz in 2017 with the eye to make it a hub, all kinds of different resources. And we do have connections in that regard. So I post a job of the, of the day. Right. It's a legitimate job of the day. The focus is that you can make a living wage or even a luxury wage if you want to. 
Sure. It's up to you. It's up to how you're feeling. Right. And um, we also have some mental health resources. We have some people who are ready to talk to you about the overview of your financial situation as a business owner. And um, the podcast came out too. And the thing that I found, and I bet you can relate to this, yeah. is I was very focused on resources. So getting a business plan together and all of those things, which I finally did this year. So I have an eight module business course. Right. And if you ever want to be exhausted, just video all day long. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I don't know yeah. how. You, yeah. I was like, I'm so sick of me right now. I just need to, I need to time up for myself. <laughs> you get tired of seeing your own face and hearing your own voice after a while. Oh like, my. No more. No exactly. More. Yeah. Exactly. So now we're offering those things. And then the community that has sprung up as a result of it is a very, it's a smaller community, maybe only like 1,100 people, but it's very, very engaged. I see. That. Every, yeah, it's yeah. very engaged. People are validating, but we're also not um, allowing feelings to dictate future. Yes, very good. I can appreciate that. Yes. So I, one thing that I see for sure is that you have the ability to, I mean, it's probably just part of your personality, I'm guessing, but you've taken this really negative experience that you've had, clearly. Mm -hmm. Anybody would call it a negative experience. But your natural, I think, affinity for people and ability to sort of whip people into a frenzy, which I, I see you do on a regular basis, it really, it almost tempers it. Like as somebody from the outside looking in, although now I'm getting to know you more so I could see the inner a little bit more, but you would never know other than the fact that you're open about the times that you do have these flare ups and you're open about mm -hmm. the times that you're kind of floored. But otherwise I think you see, you have the ability to get people talking about whatever it is you want to talk about, which is, which is great. And how has that helped? Has it, has it helped you deal with the situation a little bit more? I mean, you almost manufacture support on demand. I know you're not asking for it or demanding it, but just your personality is such that, Hey, Hillary wants to talk about this. So boom, everybody talks about it. It's, I love it. It's, it's, just it's crazy though. You're right. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. Yeah. because I didn't see that. You know, my ex-husband oh. is the one who said, you got to get on Facebook. <clears throat> and he made the account. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is dumb. I got to go smell flowers or something. Well, I don't know what I was doing. But, okay. And now... You know, it's just me home during the day. We don't have, our kids are flown the nest. My husband works. Yeah. And I would be very isolated or talking fluent doganese, you know, one of the two, but <laughs> I would be very isolated. But the other thing is that, um, I don't know, I think it's just maybe an empathetic part of me that I want to be there for people. And yes. I, I want to ask them if this is affecting me, how is it affecting you? How are you doing? What, what can we do? What can we discover together? How can we make this better together? I'm huge on collaboration. I'm huge on shared energy, vibration, and all of those things. So yeah. um, some of these people I have met in person, and I'm sure you can probably relate to this too. Other people I've never met, but I'm still, they're very much in my heart, and I'm still very, very close to them. I do see that um, there's... You and I both have it, the ability to create and bring a community together and keep them talking, yeah. you know, and yeah. I feel very fortunate for that. But then to flip it around and provide that for people who need it and who can't do it or who don't 
feel comfortable. You know, I talked to somebody today who was advised to just like do more live videos. And we were talking and I said, um, I'm not going to advise you to do that. Right. And the reason is because you're not going to do it. You're not going to do it until you process it. And the pain is greater either way. Like it's pushing you. It will be less painful to do live videos than it will be to do this or right. Right. more advantageous or whatever the case is. But you've got to go through your own process. I, I can tell you what I do, how I think about it. You know, I compartmentalize emotions right? and then I just focus on action. So if I'm angry, I'll be like, Ooh, that's really great energy. I'm just going to channel that and be super productive. And I just sit at anger in a chair, like right over there, anger, you go over there, you yeah. just chill out. Right. Yeah. But I can't advise people. I can share that, but I can't say I'm in charge of that for you. So, yeah, but that's true. But I think what's nice about your community that I see, and even in the writing community, the little group that you started not long ago, yeah. it's already up to a few hundred people. And, and again, <laughs> very vibrant and active, which is so awesome. Very, very, yeah. I, I think that ability to give people, take your situation and transform it, add your own little secret sauce that you've always had since you were born with it, and transform it into a way to give people a voice that maybe would be struggling to find a voice otherwise. Yes. And give them a place to start to express things that they need to express, where they're going to have you you standing there beating the drum for them and saying, yeah, what he said or what she said. <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. Which is, is really great. I think it's super empowering to the people around you, which I, I appreciate it. And I don't well, have a chronic illness. You. It's sarcasm, a chronic illness. It might be, I'm not sure. No? I don't know if it's something you want to cure though, either. No, so is it an I'll illness or I'll is call it the just... CDC when we're done? I'll, I'll call Atlanta and see. Yeah. Get some stats on that. Can can start... that <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so th that, I, I think that's the, to me, your story was fascinating because of the twist of like this, this person should just be by all accounts, just sitting on the sofa watching daytime TV. Oh, and, <laughs> let me clear, tell you what. You have decided to not do that. And I have no. seen you go. And when your last book came out, and, and you went and did a book signing and you traveled with Deacon and like, that was just the best. And I barely knew you at the time, but I could see the posts and follow along and like, oh, this is, this, this is great. Yeah. And you know, everybody can do it. I mean, that's the whole thing is that we need to change that stigma, especially with more people sick with more than one chronic illness than people who are not sick. We have to start flipping that script. Yeah. We have to start we have to start accommodating those people. We have to start talking about those realities. I talk about the hustle mentality is going to kill you. Okay. No, it, like, it, <laughs> yeah, no I, I, I know. And I just, and Deacon and I were talking the other night, my husband and I was like, there's a missing piece of it. The missing piece of it is that you don't allow yourself to feel in the hustle mentality. Yeah. A feeling rises up and you go, well, screw that feeling. I'm not going to address that feeling. I've got to do this, 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 and this. There's a place for that. But how long can you go at that pace? And how right. long can you mask what you need? I cannot do the hustle mentality. I'm happy to embrace the anti-hustle mentality. And that doesn't mean we're not hustling. Right. You. It yeah. means we are creating yeah. our own reality of what we need based on our personality, based on our condition, based on our life circumstances, based on our goals. It's a customization. You know what? This is the Amazon Prime 
of entrepreneurial <laughs> systems right here. Whatever you need, you just ask for it. You have it in two days. No problem. Right, exactly. I thought it was one. I thought there would be more drones available by now. Are you disappointed by that? I could see I there's disappointment so. in your face. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You were hoping that things would be just dropped on your doorstep now. I like, did. I was like all robots. Jetson-esque. Yes. <laughs> oh, again, the, yeah, you're right though. The hustle mentality. I've, I've been anti-hustle now for a while. So I agree with you 100%. And, and then hustling takes on a life of its own. Like hustling is its end of itself. Like I'm accomplishing mm -hmm. something because I am busy. I am accomplishing something because I am going from dawn to dusk and not stopping. And, but what are you actually working toward? And I, I think, yes. that, you know, maybe your situation too puts a perspective on like, what do we really need? What do we really need in the end? What do we really need? Do we really I mean, need, you know, a, a $200,000 vehicle? You know, do we need that? No, we, we don't need that. We don't no, we need our student loans paid off. We do need that. And okay, if any fair. government official is listening, that's help fair. me. No. <laughs> but uh, it, it goes deeper. It does go deeper into that. What do we really need? Like, what do I need in my day-to-day -day life? I need a meaningful relationship. I'm not going to compromise on that. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. number one. And I have a small circle family, three kids, my husband, my mother-in-law, and my mother. Those, that's my hub, you know? And that is what my life, my work revolves around you know he took tomorrow off yeah yeah so then was i was like you know that means that i and we're gonna go to a tattoo parlor yes <gasps> i'm <know>. jealous <laughs> what can you say yeah. See. It's, it's time. It's time for more. Oh, Hillary and I have video going, by the way. For those of you who are <laughs> unsure of what the hell's going on right now, I guess we can see each other, even though you, we're not just audio good, to you. That was a good catch, though. Because yeah. otherwise, we'd be like, what? We're, the? we're doing video on the radio. We're, we're excellent <laughs> at this. <laughs> oh, just, goodness. We just do what we need we to do. We just do what we need to do. And we're going to get the job it. done. It doesn't matter. It's exactly right. So tell me, like, uh, what do you think? So, I mean, obviously, you've been through multiple phases of life, and, the, and you know, you get sick, and now you're in this next phase here. But from that, do you count time based on certain? I know in some of my own personal experiences, mm -hmm. there are days and moments that I count time from now. Do you, do, you have, do you have a time where it's like, oh, yeah, now, now my calendar started from this day? The day yeah, like a before and after. Whatever. Yeah, do you have that yeah. in your life? You know, I do have that in my life to a degree, like mm -hmm. recovering from the eating disorder for the most part when the crazy, because it, eating disorders and anxiety disorders are actually kind of similar mm -hmm. and a huge, um, a huge telling factor for an eating disorder is a conflict avoidant person which I did not know that. So that was an interesting fact to learn. Um, but I, I count moments in my life of like, I don't know, I guess we'd call them phases before realizations come in or sweeping lifestyle changes affect you. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess we would call those phases. So from this moment forward, like I'm super comfortable in my own skin. Like yeah. I love the forties. I just want to say that I love them. I would not trade these for anything. Now we're talking about the 1940s or your forties. Right. Both. My forties. Right. But you know what? I love the 1940s though. See, because they, they could dress. Yeah. You know, they really could. Although I would suffocate and be claustrophobic in those suits up to the neck. Yeah. What's so. up with that? 
I don't know. I don't know, but I can't even have like tight sleeves on. I can't. I'm just. (laughs) You would have never survived in the 1940s. Never would have. I would have been that one in the corner like, oh, this poor dowager. I'm pretty sure that before, this is ridiculous because this is not the topic we're talking about at all, but I need to say it anyway. I have no choice but to say these things when they come into my head. I'm pretty sure that before around 1964, that's my best guess, everyone got up in the morning. Every man in America got up in the morning and immediately put on a tie. No matter what happened. Oh. Who lived that way? How is this a thing? How are you not strangling every day? I can't even wear a choker. I seriously, I'm like, when I go to the hairdresser, I'm like, can you just, I'm serious. I'm like, I I just can't. Just let the hair get down there. I don't care. Do you know what? And I'm telling you what, I think this originated when I was a kid and I was at the cabin and my grandma said, this will be super fun. Sleep on the floor in the sleeping bag. And during the night I turned all the way around. And so then I had to get up. And I couldn't get out and I was trying to walk around and I was like calling for my grandma and it was terrifying. This is so- supposed to be an inspiring story of positivity and creativity. <laughs> it's not supposed to be revisiting childhood trauma. Thank you very much. Thank you. Like we went to a really dark place. Poor Hill. We she did. Tra- we went to- trapped in her sleeping bag. <laughs> we did. It was such a dark place. Anyway. But no, it's a good, um, yeah, I do yeah. like to measure. I do like to measure progress most definitely. And I think we also have to allow for ourselves to accept the different phases. So we're so busy, like leapfrogging ahead, you know, well, so-and-so, this influencer said, do this. So I'm just going to do this. Yeah. And then we just move forward, but we don't sit and we, we don't sink into, how does this feel for me? Does this feel good? Does this feel forced? What do I think about it? You know, I was talking about using um, automated calendar link. And I would just kind of piggyback back and forth. I'd be like, oh, okay, I can't give that out to people. I can't, they're in control of my life. What am I doing? You know, and so I would give it out and then pull it back. And then I would be like, well, this is stupid. I'm wasting time. I've got to give it out again. And I, it would just go back and. <laughs> you're in control of my life. You're killing me. <laughs> because what if you schedule like five appointments and I can't pee for five hours? We have got a problem. The struggle is real. I understand. <laughs> the struggle is, so you, whether it's that, whether it's automating, you know, how you receive payments, whether it's um, the people that you bring on board and the time you allocate training them, whatever the case is, like we have to sit in it. We're so busy. Everything is always coming at us. We, we don't have any time to sit and think. Yeah. Part of the creative process and part of being effective and productive is building in time to do nothing. To do nothing. I'm with you on that. Yeah. I might do that when we're done with this. I'm not sure. I think I that's a good idea. That. Yeah, maybe. No, I actually have work to do after this. So I, let, I know I do. Yes, you do, somebody. as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's I want to ask one one more question before we start to wrap it up. And that would be give me in the last I'll give you the last like three or four years. Give me your proudest moment. And how was it expected or was it just a shock that something happened? And like, oh my God, I'm incredibly proud of that. I was not, ex- I was not expecting to see that. I mean, I, get, I mean, I guess I can say, oh, there's been a lot. I'm happy, I'm happy to say there's been a lot. That's great. I, it's, That's great really, it's really just been, I'm shocked at what I can accomplish that, that I even had in, in my head before. I had so many limitations assigned to me. 
you can't do this, you're not good at math, you're only supposed to do this, so you can never run a business, you can't think in this way, here's, here's a good one, I cannot play chess to save my life. So I was like, well, if I can't play chess to save my life, I certainly can't scale a business. So... <laughs> How did you just become Southern, by the way? I, it just happens. It, it just comes happens. over me. I think I'm possessed. I don't really. Partially possessed. Whatever. So, so chess means you were not able to do this scale of business. And meanwhile, here you are. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, it's not fully scaled, but I'm working on it. And the yep. reason it's not fully scaled, and maybe people don't realize this, is trust is a huge factor in scaling mm-hmm. and growing in your team. And you have to be able to accept that. If you don't have... Um, a healthy outside relationship, for example. I don't care who it is. You could have a significant other or not, kids, whatever. If you don't have that, and it's and it's you're not able to do that from a long-term fashion, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a hell of a time developing a team of people to work with because the same types of relationship dynamics and responses and knee-jerk reactions and perceptions and all of those things are going to um, affect your business relationships. So that was, that was very surprising. But this past year, I've really worked on that. I've called my, put myself right on the carpet. You are coming on the carpet. You are not training people as effectively enough. You're not being an effective enough communicator. You need to do this more. You need to care more. You need to, if yeah. you say you care, that doesn't mean that, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll squeeze this in or whatever. That's not acceptable. So I guess my answer is I'm astounded by what I'm able to do when I tell myself I'm able to do it. Amazing, right? You know? I, I yeah. think that if, if, for, if one thing people could take away from this is that you, you were dealt a really crappy deck of hand, you know, oh, yeah. deck of cards, and you have turned it into, within the context of that situation, I think something really great. Because I'm really enjoying working with you. I'm sure your other clients enjoy working with you, and you're impacting people every single day. So if that isn't a creative solution to a crappy problem <laughs> and like just sprinkling positivity, just vomiting positivity onto the earth, I don't know what is. You're a good well, example of that. So thank well, you. Well, thank you. And yeah. I love working with you because you're just a real, you're a real deal. You're a real person. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. And your story is like, you're naturally gifted. So you're my favorite type no, I'm of really going to do nothing when I get done. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, I'm all pumped up for the rest of the day. I'm done. I'm That's all I need for the rest of the day. <laughs> anyway, uh, how can people find you? I, I would urge you guys to follow along with Hill because her story is really good. And you just she's funny. So if nothing else, you're going to get, you're going to laugh. So how can we find you? You can find me in one of two ways. So you can find me at my digital marketing agency at jhillmark.com. And that's two L's, jhill, like run up a hill, mark.com. Mm-hmm. Or sickbiz dot com and that's spelled just like it sounds s-i-c-k-b-i-z dot com very good and i will put all those links in the show notes so if you need to see all of this stuff and a picture of your story of a potato chip what did the potato chip do oh it got married it got married (laughs) so if you want to see a screenshot of a story written by a four-year-old about a a potato chip getting married go to helixstories.com and look for hillary's episode i'm going to put it there you got to send me the picture oh i love it very good all right thanks hill appreciate it thanks everybody for listening we will see you in episode five. So we're doing good. Five. We're going to get four. All right, folks. Awesome. See you next time. Thanks for listening.